welcome to another episode of Block Talk, presented by Theater in the Now. I'm your host, as always, Michael Block. If you love the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, so you never miss an episode and leave a five-star review while you're there. Did you know there's an easy way to help support the podcast and keep the show going? Buy Me A Coffee is an incredible new platform where you, the loyal Block Talk audience, can say thank you to your favorite host. All you have to do is show support with a few taps by leaving a little tip that's just like buying me a cup of coffee. And the great thing is you don't even need to create an account. Visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk and keep blocktalk going strong like a cup of coffee. And as always, follow me on Instagram at michaelblocktalk, on Twitter at blocktalknyc, and visit theaternow.com for latest news, reviews, and interviews. It was an international ball, but it was one UK hun who didn't quite have so much fun. It's time to talk all things Drag Race UK versus the world. And joining me is photographer to the Drag Race stars, specifically those originally from Gals Aloud, Maddie Parks. Hello. Hello. Wow, what a sad episode. This is crazy. Don't. I've already shed my fair share of tears over this episode already. But listen, there is a silver lining. You lose, you get eliminated. And you meet Adele. Tea! Very big tea. Still um, can't believe this. Now, as someone who knows Miss Miss Hole very well, very well, do you know any insider? How did this happen? Was Adele just there? Genuinely, she was just there. Like, even Cheryl is gooped. Like, how the fuck did she just suddenly appear? The best part is Adele is just such a typical like British person. I love it. She does not care. She was absolutely wasted. Had a camp all time judging people get naked on stage. Of course, nice. Gotta love it. Um, so did she? So did someone tell Cheryl she was there? Or she just walk up on stage. So the person who runs Heaven probably like got told that she was coming by like probably her PR agency or something like that. And then they were like, by the way, Adele is here. And I was like, are you freaking kidding me? So annoyed I didn't go to this. Right. Oh my God. Well, I hope Cheryl asked her for a duet. Because I mean, she's not going to get one with Rue, get one with Adele. That's the best thing, right? I'd be more than happy with Adele instead of Rue. Right? All right. Well, Let's just discuss some drag news of the week that there, there, there's some rumblings on the Reddit that I've been told. Um, the rumor mill is saying that there is going to be a series called Canada versus the world. Are we just going to be franchise hopping? I won't be mad about that, but also like that does, that's a bit, uh, in so many ways, I'm kind of like, that would be just a bit pointless because all you're doing is doing the exact same show. Just putting but Canada in front of it. Hosted by Brooklyn Heights, not RuPaul. Okay, kind of here for it more if there's Brooklyn. So that's the big change there. Because um, I guess they want to have an all-star season. They only have, what, two seasons? They're not ready for all-stars. So this is the best way they're going to get some of give their it, names back. Give it four seasons. Then then you go for an all-stars. We'll see. We'll see what happens. But v- v- things are very exciting. Um, I mean... There, there, there are what ten million drag queens from the Drag Race franchise at this point. So let them all have a second uh, chance. Honestly, I'm losing blooming count at this point. There was a time where I could like name them all. I can't do that no more. The good old days of season four and five. 
Right. All right. Well, let's discuss Drag Race versus the world. How are you enjoying it two episodes in so far? I'm enjoying it, to be fair. Um, the first episode, I was... So I'll be completely honest. I'm surprised at how much I'm into it right now. Like, I'm really enjoying it. I'm so happy to see... Like, I'm so happy to see Pangina on. This is amazing. Like, it's mm. so good. It gives us such a fun platform to be on, to be shown across the world. Plus, it, gave, it gives her an opportunity to compete as a, as a contestant instead. Exactly. So I absolutely, I'm so freaking here for Pangina. I absolutely love it. Um, do I agree with the current voting system and the clear favoritism of how the show is going? No! Not in the slightest ways. How, how, are, how are the fans in the UK feeling about it? Because I know... Us Americans, there's a lot of opinions. We're not feeling uh, the favoritism. How in what from episode one's elimination or episode two? Both. Lemon shook the UK and everyone was furious. Twitter Mm -hmm. was popping off. Everyone was so angry. And it happened again for episode two. So the UK are pissed hung. Now, is it because they think the most famous woman in Britain should have been in the bottom or what? Or should it have been Juju B? So there's a lot of, sorry, Juju. There's a lot of hate towards Juju right now. There's a mm-hmm. lot of it. Um, because not because of her as a person, but her, for her runaway presentations. And people just do not understand how the whole judging system has been going because there are some people who deserve to be in the bottom that were not in the bottom. Yeah. Well, I wonder if the BBC has any um, um, say to how this works, but um, are you watching it on the telly? Are you watching it on BBC Three? Is it nice to watch it? The UK is happy to have it back. We're very happy to have it back. Now, what other programming um, are you all expecting? What's be on BBC Three? Yeah, I actually don't even know. The only thing that I was like, <laughs> BBC Three used to be the thing that like people would always watch like late in the evenings after six o'clock on TV because uh-huh. it always shows such great shows. But um, I think people are now like readjusting to it. Now all I know BBC Three is for is Drag Race. <laughs> well, maybe they'll give us give you something fun. Um, let's dive into the episode. It was a fan furious elimination, but ele- but Lemon was eliminated. Blue says it was heartbreaking leaving as she thought she was big competition. Pangina was sad sending Lemon home as she knew how bad she wanted to be there, but another another seven to go. Miss Janie says it sucks to be in the bottom, but the only way is up. Jimbo is going to reveal that she would have picked Janie to go home, so she had a bond that she had to honor. For those who didn't watch Drag Race Holland, Janie doesn't take shit and will say it like it is. The Dutch are very blunt. And they enjoy blunts, but that's a different story. Um, She calls out Jimbo for saying that she picked alliances over critiques from the judges. Janie respects the choices, but she knows that this is the vibe since it was the first elimination. All right. Did you watch Miss Janie Jacquet on season one of Drag Race Holland? I've seen episodes of it, but I will not lie. I've not seen the entirety of it. So you you knew a little bit about uh, what she was about to bring. Yeah. How are you feeling about her an episode, two episodes in? Oh, I always hate saying it, but it's just a bit like, I don't know if it's because it's a different style 
to kind of like what we're kind of used to seeing, but I'm just a bit underwhelmed, not even with like the presentation or anything like that, but with like her personality at the moment. I think she's still, I think she still needs to kind of like, like show herself a lot more. I feel bad because Absolutely. she's saying about the fact that she needs to like prove herself and everything like that. But it's also like, there's so many different styles of drag, not just within like, there's no like sort of staple to it where it's kind of like, this is the way that it should look. Like if you look across the boards of it, everyone brings a different almost style of drag depending on what country they're from which is really interesting to see like like a pangina in comparison to bag of chips like (laughs) it's a very big difference but um i think she just needs to find her grounds at the moment i think she's in the head i think it's one of those moments where she hasn't fully come to terms with what she's doing right now and i think she's feeling a bit overwhelmed by everything I can completely see that. I mean, when she entered Drag Race Holland season one, the drag scene in Holland is significantly smaller than any other country. They all knew each other. She's coming in here literally alone. Like maybe she's had interactions with them on social media, but she doesn't have any physical connections in this cast. And on top of that, she is having to prove herself because the first week wasn't that great. Um, So it's it's a little hard for me to watch because I am very much very much a Jenny J.K. stan. I love her to pieces. Um, I bad so. she is, she's representing her whole country by herself. That's mm-hmm. a lot. Like, that's a lot. Sure is. Well, as Jimbo asked Janie if she felt her critique was better than Lemon's, the rest of the room goes into disappear mode as they do not want to be in the crossfire. Jimbo thinks they came for Janie's looks, but Janie says that her act was original while Lemon copied an act. Now, I know there's a lot of controversy there. I understand what the judges were saying. It's because of the Aja literal steps were there. Yeah. Um, but we've seen reveals. We've seen singing before. In fact, yeah. we just saw Juju be singing on a show and get eliminated first. So, I mean, maybe we should retire the talent show. Just a thought. I think we should. Uh, I think like, I don't, I, I don't even know. There should almost be like a category to it because all of the girls just kind of like do the same stuff to it. Like, I don't think anyone can obviously top Tatiana doing spoken word. Like who the hell saw that right. coming? That's amazing. Like that's such a good concept to it. Blue's talent was so funny. I was crying mm-hmm. with laughter. I thought it was brilliant. It was so different. It was something we hadn't seen before. I like that. I do love when the girls do an original song. Don't get me wrong, but bring it. Yeah. If it's an original song, do it better than any bitch she's done it before. Absolutely. And it's got to be good. It's got to be a good song. Yes. Well, Blue wants to ask Jimbo why the lip sync looked hokey pokey and if she was trying to avoid making a decision. Not hokey pokey. Blue Blue is a I little shitster. She's a shitster. I love her. She really is. But the thing that I like about Blue is the fact that she's, as she even says in the episode, everyone else is fucking thinking it. I'm mm-hmm. just going to be the bitch to say it. And I'm like, I rate that so highly because everyone is sat back thinking, what the fuck happened? And she can get away with it because she's so sweet and innocent looking. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> kind of like you. You probably could get away with it as well. It's the sweet baby blonde angels every every single time. Well, Jimbo denies being hokey pokey, but Miss Mo just doesn't understand why she decided to wear nine inch platforms to lip sync in. And we're going to discuss this later on because Jimbo did it again. Mm-hmm. The race is on to be the queen of the mother tucking world. Welcome to the UK, bitches. All right. The queens walk in as they debut a really shitty song that clearly they came up with five minutes before walking in. Do not expect the song UK vs. The World to make it to the charts anytime soon. God. No, very bad. Um, 
Pangina is wearing her gold repeater bad badge. What does it feel like? And she says, delicious. Um, will you be purchasing a gold repeater badge? Oh my god, I can't wait to see the knockoffs get up like left, right, and center. I'm considering if I do get to go to DragCon LA, um, maybe purchasing one for Cheryl just to give her one so she can <sighs> feel one. She can just have it in her hands for a few seconds. Right. Just just so she can like hold one. Or maybe Kitty will give it. her one. Oh my god, yeah, that's oh, mm-hmm. that'd be cute. Well, Cheryl will happily take it off her hands as, again, she has never felt one. Um, I have purchased many of the uh, Rupeter badges because um, they have one for each country now. Um, oh, yes, they do. Oh, it's so cute. They're very cute. So now that Jimbo is the only Canadian queen, will she be going in now judging on talent or seek alliances? Jimbo says she's always been judging on talent. So, again, the blonde twink is like, would you have put Janie in the bottom based on talent? And Cheryl just wears the popcorn. Pass it. Jimbo says that for a queen who is about costuming, the costumes were off for her. Now Mo's going to step in and say that when she saw Janie with the puff sleeves, she asked, why are we at drag brunch? Oh, no, 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 no. She's going to take it a hit lower and say, no, no, first time in drag. Mo, no. I was drawn no. Oh, she went fucking in. I was like, I did not expect this shit, but I am loving watching this happen. I mean, I think she's being a little harsh here. Like, there ain't nothing wrong with a puffy sleeve. I was like, if this is a drag brunch, bloody hell, my drag brunches ain't looking like this. Right. A leotard? Yes. I fully get a leotard moment. But the puffy sleeve was not that bad. Exactly. If you're going to come for a leotard, watch out, Cheryl. God, Jesus. But again, this is the whole point of like different styles of drag in different countries. Absolutely. Well, Janie says she levels with Mo and her realness, but she knows that she has a lot to prove. It's double the pressure. They just don't know who she is. Cheryl says that they all have strengths and weaknesses, but you just have to put your best foot forward and hope someone else is shittier. And then you hear that slight shade symbol and you know it was not going to be a happy night for Miss Hole. (laughs) Um, here's to another season of Cheryl Hole doing mediocre. Oh, always. do you think she regrets that line? No, God, no. <laughs> brilliant. I think she absolutely, like, it's just so quintessentially her. Like, it is just mm-hmm. like, it's that snappy one-liner that gets in everyone's head and it's like, well, that's how I'm feeling for the week. Yep, it is true. All right, Rue arrives wearing yet another ascot. What is Ruth Rue in the ascots in the UK? Is this just, like, is that what he does? Honestly, at this point, I would not be shocked. <laughs> well, Rue tells them that they all love balls, so it is time for the RuPaul ball. They will be serving three looks inspired by Mama Rue. First is Kitty Girl, second is Butch Queen, and finally, from scratch, it's You Wear It Well. The dress must be something that Mama Rue would want to wear. What a fucking terrible concept for a ball. Yeah, I, when I first heard this, I was like, oh shit, this is three design challenges. Holy fucking shit. But then I was like, no, 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 it's just, you're just making one. I was like, okay, okay. And they're just boring categories. We've had a cat category before. Monique's been in it. Yeah, this is very, yeah. Plus, I think like the kit, like, I, can we just kill the word kitty girl? Like, I really want to get rid of it. I'm so yeah. bored of it. It's one of those times where it's just like, heard it a million times now. Let's just go on something new. 
That's something new. I guess Rue just wants everyone to buy that single. Oh, God. Available on iTunes. Well, as Baga says, episode two, sewing challenge. Girl, at least it wasn't episode one. Mm. For this look, they can use their own hair, shoes, accessories, but the rest must be their own original creation using drag droppings provided. I got to know, where do they get them? Is this the remains from the fabric.com wall? Where, where are these fabrics from? Well, because it's obviously the BBC, they can't say any, right. they can't do sponsorship, so no one actually knows where it's from. But considering WoW had a very big, like, say in this series, I can almost guarantee you it is from the fabric walls that you get from, like, US drag. Yeah, it's like, all right, we didn't use this material, so you can have it for this season. Jesus Christ. You get the cutoffs. Exactly. Jimbo is excited as she has been a costumer for 13 years and this is the biggest opportunity of her life, her career. Would you be excited to like if you had the opportunity to shoot RuPaul? Mm. I would say yes. I'd absolutely love it purely because of the fact that it would be such like, it'd be one of those moments where it's kind of like although we don't agree to everything you've done in quite a lot of ways. It would be one like totally fucking dear. Also, what she's like on set. I love to see. Yeah, I, I'm sure that her and her 50 person dream team um, keep her in line. Uh, can you hear me? Yeah, they would need to. Rain up. Rain up. Yeah. All right. Well, as always, it's a mad dash for the fabric. Pangina notes that there are arms everywhere, legs everywhere, and it's an uncontrollable orgy of a mess. She is a naughty girl and gets away with it, isn't she? She really is, and this is why I'm enjoying it. I'm glad to see this. Well, Juju is going to be walked to the supplies. Mo <laughs> is going to go neon green. Jimbo snags all the gold. And Cheryl and Bag are just lost. It's not their forte. It's not their strong points to It's her. not. Cheryl is not a fan of another sewing challenge, but she will take Rue down the Essex High Street to go shopping. Um, so tell us Americans what the High Street in Essex is like. Essex is known to be very sort of like, I'm trying to get the word to describe it that's not British. Like, that's not like British English. Um, it's, think very, okay, think tacky streetwear that's the best okay. way that i can put it where it's like not using british slang it's very like it's a bit cheap it's a bit gaudy but when you kind of see it together it's very like okay you can tell they're from essex or it's fake designer or it's a fake uh -huh. designer. uh-huh uh-huh and very cheryl design. cheryl thinks rue would wear fake designer i would pay to <laughs> any money have you ever gone shopping with cheryl Oh my god, no! <laughs> god, she's got the fat check now. I do not have that. <laughs> um, well, no, 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 of course, she can buy you something. She, she should buy you a nice look. She can buy me a very nice look. I would be more than happy, Cheryl, if you're listening. Hit me up. <laughs> All right, well, Miss Hall drops her fabrics and stuff on the stairs, and somehow the scissors open and slices her thumb open. She is off to the medic. Um, thankfully, we didn't get to see anything, but ouch i know i didn't even like so i had no idea that it was coming and i was like oh my gosh how also how the hell did you fling the scissors that high to slice your finger 
is pretty. Yes, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> However, what we do love and will rate, and I did not notice this until I think Blue tweeted it, we rate the fact that she's still stuck a nail on that plaster. She's still mm-hmm. stuck a nail on that plaster. She sure did. All right, well, Blue says this is revenge, as she said Rue's looks were over in season one. Now, what is Janie like when it comes to sewing? She can work a machine, but she's not a designer. Drag Race Holland did not have a design challenge, so this will be fresh and new. Uh, Drag Race Holland season two did have a design challenge. Oh boy, was that terrible. Um, y'all should go back, because that, that was the first glamping uh, design challenge of 2021, uh, because we did, then did that um, later on that year. We did. Uh-huh. Twice in one year. Come on, World of Wonder. Do better. Janie knows that Rue loves disco, so she's going to go bright and fun. Blue knows what works for her body, but she's going to go for a dark color. She also didn't want to get smashed in her pretty face. And I was like, that, I, I, I understand that. I, I get that. Protected at all costs. Of course. It's the moneymaker. Jujubeam has done three design challenges in the past, so she's got this. She doesn't got it. No, she doesn't. What she knows about herself is she will get it done. She's taking Rue's favorite colors and hopes that she will see her favorite color and not nitpick the sewing. With all the queens in this season, knowing that maybe one out of nine are good sewers, why did World of Wonder do this? Setting up for shenanigans and catastrophe. It just made people mad. Yeah, I think they went in a way where it was kind of like, they were like, eh, this will be really funny to see happen. No, complete opposite. No. Well, let's check in with the most famous woman in Britain. Uh, Bag of Chips is in a mood. She was feeling her fantasy, and the next thing you know, you're making a frock. Um, I thought she was a frock destroyer. I thought she knew how to do this. Nah, Bagger makes enough money to, as they say, Bagger pays people to make the outfit. Well, Jimbo gives her an idea of a caftan and Blue shoots her shoots out asking if she's just going to ask everyone how to do it. And she says she's just doing her research. She's a very smart woman. Research is good. Research is good. Blue thinks that Bag is filled to the brim with talent, but she's a lazy old bitch. Will Bag do better than last time? She says that she can literally roll around in her own shit and it would be better than the last dress she made. Only on the BBC Three. Showing British drag in the best possible way. Baga is the person who likes to do acting and singing and that all that. Meryl Streep doesn't sew her own clothes. Um, Mo just doesn't want her to go home early because she actually likes the bitch. Mm. What if Baga found out that Meryl Streep does sew her own clothes? What would Baga say? Oh, God, yeah, no. She'd be pissed. She'd find another celebrity <laughs> to compare herself to. She'd be like, no, well, well, so-and-so doesn't do it, so I don't have to. All right, how's Cheryl's finger? She says it's pulsing, but it won't let her affect her. Okay, we've only got one check in this entire episode with her finger. Let's remind the, the, the listeners, it takes two hands to sew. Oh Shouldn't God. we give her a little more credit? That's actually a good point. They really didn't actually show her that much. Or how she was getting on. Or if it was I, think, I think she should have gotten a free pass because she screwed up her finger her fault but she's like she did well for what she had to do with that it wasn't even mentioned on the runway which is not really once yeah, cut her some slack literally 
Well, she's got a pattern for a cat suit and a dress, but Mo tells her that while she's not here to discourage her, the fit of a pant has to be puss. So she's got to make it work for Cheryl. As long as it sits together, it's a win for her. The pressure to make her dress for Rue is huge. She knows the fundamentals, but it's the execution she struggles with. Jimbo has all eyes on her. She will just make a beautiful silhouette in a fabric that is beautiful. She shares that on her first season. She tried to do too much and was, in fact, eliminated in a ball. Hmm. So this was the redemption episode for Jimbo. What will Juju be doing? Her response is she's fine. That wasn't the question, but this is why we brought Juju back, because she's good television. It's true. She is good to watch. I will give her that. All right. Guten Tag, Amazons. It's the first <laughs> Rue walkthrough of the season. Uh, what a very special time for them all, because for some of them, it's their first time with Rue. That was actually quite a sweet moment, to be honest with you. That was lovely. Well, first up, it's time to call over the Brits. Baga is very famous. She doesn't sew her own costumes. Rue asks if she can sew a tube dress, and Baga just fades away. She's, she's not even there. What she does say is she has been on the tube. She's, she's, I will give her that. She's witty. She's really witty. Do you think she's actually been on the tube since she's been on Drag Race? Or does she have a chauffeur at this point? It would not shock me if she hadn't been on the tube. <laughs> I want to say she has because she is a proper little London gal, but I'm also like, honey, if you think you need Meryl Streep, you can't <laughs> get up on the tube. Well, Baga thinks Rue is just starstruck and believes that she is her favorite of all time. And she actually kind of believes it. And that's what's so cute about it. Delusion. <laughs> Delusion. Blue will be making a cat suit with a puffy sleeve for drama. Don't tell Monique. She will be very mad at a puffy sleeve. Come on, brunch queen. Cheryl has made a terrible drawing with a smiley face. At least she gave Rue a smiley face. Uh, but she will be making a cat suit as it would look fabulous on Mama Rue. Um, when that went live and we were at the screening for her, she shouted so quickly. I was like, don't you laugh at this. We all have to. And it's true. What if you can't draw? Right, right. And it's fine. I mean, at least it wasn't his full on stick figure. <laughs> Is Cheryl a stranger to a sewing machine? Well, when she got the call to come back, she sat in front of a machine and was like riding a bike. It all came back to her. But leave it to our little darling blue to reference my diva of all divas, Davina DeCampo. She says, bullshit, Cheryl. Bullshit. Oh, she's, oh, that was, that was so, like, to anyone who hadn't, like, seen, like, the first um, season of UK Drag Race, I feel like they would have been fully, fully believing that that is actually true. She sells it. She's a good actress. Absolutely. Um, I have to say it. I miss Davina. I wish she was here. Oh, everyone misses Davina, the campus bitch of them all. Could you imagine if she was on this season? Ooh, it would be over already. I would have, I would have, I actually would have loved to have seen Davina on this. Give season. her the crown. Honestly, I think everyone's still sad about it. Yep, I am. Well, next up we have the Americans. Rue laughs as she asks Juju if fourth time lucky. You tell her, Rue. Mo has drawn was drawn to the neon green and found the olive green, so she'll be layering them together. For an off-the-shoulder moment, not a puppy sleeve, off-the-shoulder moment. Uh, she may not be the best seamstress, but look will be cute. Just don't look too close. Rue sees Juju's stretchy fabric. Has Juju learned more about sewing over the years? No, clearly not. She can't process it. But Rue reminds her not to freak out and asks her why she has asked her back. And 
Juju's going to sing Because You Love Me and I Have It, streaming now on Apple Music or when she wins the, the, the duet that they do. I don't know. Now, we have our international queens getting their first Rue walkthrough ever, and it's the moment they've all been dreaming of. Rue reminds Jimbo that her Canadian sister Lemon left. It is added pressure, but it worked out in her favor to represent the whole country herself. Pangina won the first lip sync and sent someone home. It was surreal for her, but they, this is what they signed up for. Now, Jimbo says she will be serving a strong shoulder, and Rue is like, you're going to be wearing a breastplate? And the two of them go into this really silly mocking back and forth of no, no way. Yeah. I'm like, this is my humor. I do this to everyone. So if you all found that annoying, I apologize for my humor because that's what I do. Jimbo and Rue, they get on really well. I noticed that quite quickly, to be fair. It was quite sweet, though. They have a very similar sense of humor. Yeah. It was quite sweet. You could tell how like, much it actually meant to Jimbo, which was very, very mm-hmm. sweet. It didn't, in my head, it didn't process that, of course, they hadn't actually, like, they'd not met before. I was like, oh, right. damn, I forgot about this. Um, it's really, what's, what I love um, about what Rue said on season 14 about uh, Willow was referencing Monty Python. You can tell Jimbo has definitely watched enough Flying Circus in her life to know how to do a Monty Python uh, comedy shtick and okay. clearly that's what Rue loves yeah I think when you get onto that good side my god mm-hmm. yes that are you a fan of Monty Python I'm actually not <gasps> ever get into you have it. to get rid of your British card now uh, it was one of those things where like I tried watching it and I was just like this is so cringe <laughs> even for me I'm cringy as hell Listen, um, Holy Grail, brilliant movie. Um, try watching again. Maybe, maybe have um, some uh, a, a gummy of some sort and watch it again. Maybe it'll be better <laughs> the second time around. Get All right, well, Pangina knows how to put a look together. She prefers to sew by hand, but she learned how to do it when she got the call for the show. And I was like, oh, this bitch really has never had to do anything herself. Nice. Ever, ever. She is going to be inspired by Rue's love for asymmetrical asymmetrical looks. So she's going to be inspired by Parisian and romanticized looks. Um, I have a friend in Paris right now, and he's been posting things on his story. I'm like, fuck you. I want to go to Paris. It's beautiful. It's really pretty. Janie has known how to sew for years, but she has trouble designing. Rue tells her it's not about reinventing the wheel, a line that we've heard a lot this year already from RuPaul. That's actually great. Janie asks Rue if she would mind letting her win today as she asked first. Foreshadowing or Dutch blackmail? You decide. (laughs) We're going to get a little bit of a bit of a cutaway as Mo tells us that while Rue is doing her walkthrough, the most famous woman in Britain is taking a little nappy. I wouldn't do that. Rue's in the room. She's got balls. She's got balls. Um, was she just tired? Is it a long filming day? What? What? Why is Bag of Chips sleepy? I don't know if it's a diva complex, but <laughs> even I was like, "Hold up, this is not good." It's not the first time a girl has fallen asleep in the room. But Jinx Monsoon, Jinx Monsoon. Thank you, Miss Jinx. But there's a big difference when Jinx falls asleep. <laughs> and you that's that is very true 
or Bag of New is going to be good TV. So after the walkthrough, Jimbo does get a little emotional after talking with Rue. She is overwhelmed, and we haven't seen this side of Jimbo before. It's her dream come true to talk to Rue, and Juju B comes over to give her a big hug and probably minimize, as she's done countless number of these before, that it really it's it's fine. It's just RuPaul. But it was really cool to see this side of Jimbo. It was very vulnerable for her. And I think because yeah. everyone always immediately thinks that Jimbo is like the pure comedy queen, which of course, yes, she is comedic and everything. I think it was nice for her to kind of like almost not let her guard down, but just show like a very vulnerable side of her and show her that she is the same as kind of like everyone else. Like she feels all these Absolutely. different things. It was lovely. She, she does have emotions. She, she, even when she, they're mad, bad emotions when she tells Rita Vega her wig is crusty. Exactly. She's not just a giant pair of tits. Exactly. She has a heart. All right, Baga. She's woken up. She has Debbie Downer, so she's going to make something. She doesn't want to do it, but she's going to do it. Blue tells her that they all love her and want her to be there, so she hopes she can do it. And Baga's like, I'm not gone yet. Um, I feel like the room was already down on Baga. Yeah, I think she got, I think it was a case that she got into her head and immediately was like, you know what, I'm shit at this. Well, what the hell can I do? What can I do? Mm-hmm. But if she's the Debbie Downer of the group, that nap was not a smart idea. If you thought that was going to give you any cheer up, absolutely bloody not. No energy either. Not a single one. Well, Blue is going to tell Juju that she finds her so inspirational as season two was the first ever season she ever watched. It was the first glimpse of a queen on TV. So she's going to ask her for some tips. And Juju says she has put boundaries up and has allowed her to be happier and more centered. Blue struggled that she put blue first and was the first time she was confident in her body. She found drag and the only time she was happy was being the woman, which led her to being confused about her gender. She was so happy as blue that she started to have gender dysphoria. Cheryl says when she first started, she would be in drag six lengths a week and she would get more attention. And she wondered, is that what people wanted? And was that the voice she was suppressing? Juju says the first half of her drag career, she would go and work. And when she returned to the hotel, hotel room, she would be alone. She's had to shift the way she perceived things. It's the same painting, but at just a different angle. For Blue, for a while, she thought she was trans, but was still unhappy and wasn't sure what was wrong with herself. They tell her there was nothing, nothing ever was wrong. She had the support of her partner. She didn't feel like a male or a woman and being in Northern Ireland, Ireland, they are so behind. It was seeing the show and people on the show finding themselves as she found herself and credits Miss Davina DeCampo, who was so real educated that she found gender is in fact a spectrum. She's not male or female. She is in between. She feels there's a long way to go. She has more to learn before she wants to label herself. If she even wants to label herself. Did not expect this out of Blue Hydrangea at all. I have nothing but absolute love and adoration for Blue. We've had many a conversation in the past about one's body, the way that you kind of like present yourself and just kind of like the way that you feel about yourself, how you think others feel about it. And she is such an advocate and support for everyone just wanting to feel comfortable in their own skin so her opening up like this was it was a tearjerker it was so beautiful to see and it's lovely because it's something I know she feels so strongly about um and it was lovely to like see her fully let down everything and allow like everyone to listen and I don't like 
I hope she understands and I don't think she realised this is what it would do. It opened up a very big conversation for a lot of people because it is true when you are like, I know a lot of people who have done drag and they do fall into this category where they do go through this sort of gender dysphoria because it's like Cheryl says, you get much more attention when you're in drag and then it's like, is this how I want to be? Is this how I feel all the time? Because then you start to lose your identity when you're doing it so much, you lose track of who you actually are. And it was, it was lovely. It was and, so, and- so nice. And being able to have this conversation to express it as eloquently as she did, she is now doing what other queens did for her. She's helping the kids who needed a voice, someone to hear. And I, I think this was a really special moment for her. And dare I say, if she does go on to win the season, this is the this was the moment she won. I agree. I think there's going to be a moment that everyone will remember seeing. And I think that's going to be one of those real special moments. And it it really does harken back to the Davina uh, Section 28 conversation, because that really was the first time on UK season one where a real conversation was had where it felt natural and not producer here, do this, talk about this. Um, This felt real. This wasn't important for her to say and confide in these people with a camera right there. She didn't do it because she was told to. She did it because that's exactly how she felt. And that was exactly. real emotion. And that's on stage. We love it. Um, and for those uh, who are following season 14 last night, uh, Bosco came out as trans. I didn't know this. That's amazing. Yeah. Uh, they made a big announcement on their Instagram with a oh, beautiful, so beautiful photo. Yeah. All right. Yeah, well, Jim... Jimbo helps Cheryl thread her machine as Janie is having trouble showing sewing the best fabric in the room. Like that fabric was perfect. I wanted to see whatever she was going to make out of that. Oh, it was beautiful. It did look gorgeous. Um, she's going to have to change her entire idea because that fabric had no stretch. Bo tells Janie that she should use a different purple and make a cat suit with an avant-garde moment with some stuffing for structure. She's going to take the idea and run with it. At least she's not bag of chips. <laughs> Baga will scream if she sees another sewing machine or sewing needle again in her life. Um, now, I know that Miss um, Lawrence Cheney was on Celebrity Sewing Bee. How much do they have to pay Baga Chips to go on? Baga's fee? Probably a bloody lot. I would watch it. I would watch it. I think I would. Because <laughs> she would have an emotional breakdown. No, she would lose sure. it. <laughs> all right it's elimination day and they are preparing to serve three looks um i think we need to tell miss mo to stop with the bad british accent i uh, i uh, i could just be because i am a british person i can't stand the attempts of british like the british accent it's just so weird well, i shouldn't do it right now right <laughs> go on then. Go on. No, no, I'm like, no, no. Um, I, I, no, it's, mine's terrible. I only do it when I'm really, really drunk. I just come out with like a British accent. It's bad. I don't even know. Wh- I couldn't even tell you where in Britain it is, but it's, it's not American. I can tell you that. I mean, the British are the exact same. We can't do American accents at all. It's so stereotypical. My favorite. Um, so I, I had this wild, weird crush on Jack Whitehall. I don't know why. I just why? find him. So appealing. Maybe it's his humor, but he was on Graham Norton a couple weeks ago, uh, yeah. um, talking about his film Clifford the Big Red Dog, 
Um, and he was discussing how it was like a big journey for him to do an American accent and that how he was uh, taking the audience on a journey within a scene going from all over America. And they would be like, uh, no, you have to do it again. It was not good. Oh my God. It's hard. It's so I'll leave hard. it to Academy Award winner, Olivia Coleman to mock him for it. Dude. So it's funny. hard. It's hard it, for a British person to do an American accent. Mm-hmm. It's, it's difficult for an American person to do a British accent. Listen, I just watched Spencer. Um, Kristen Stewart yeah. was there. Yeah. 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 All right. Pangina. We're going to cut to Baga first and see her beautiful dress. And bitches, let's start the conspiracies. Who the fuck made it? Who made it? How did it get made? Were, are there little rats in the room? Are, is she Cinderella? What happened here? I still stand true that. I know Panjana obviously tweeted and said, if a bagger did make it, bullshit. I do not believe that for a damn second. I think Panjana put it together. Because as soon as Panjana was like, oh, I'm just trying to make it like this certain way, I was like, bitch, this has become your mini project. This is your mini challenge. Yeah. Uh, Panjana says she has given her tips. Mo was like, that's more than tips. Meanwhile, Pangina tells us that she's just trying to make everyone look good. She's going to add more rouging. Hope it has a drape. She's producing the spring collection, the Pangina Heels collection. I'd buy it. I'd buy it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Jimbo thinks that Pangina's look isn't finished. And meanwhile, Bag is in the middle of the room watching and asking if Pangina takes MasterCard, but she will take PayPal. Um, I wish she would have just quoted Alaska right there. Oh my god, yes. Oh, the perfect opportunity. Missed opportunity. Well, Jimbo was nervous as she hasn't tried her look on. And I was like, you only included that because you're trying to set us off the scent. Of course, it's going to look fine. Cheryl is flustered and fucked up the leg. So she banged out something new. She's impressed that she got something on a mannequin. Now, when you hear that horror music played, Diva, you've seen this show before. You know what you have done. None of those things go together. I know there had to be more fabric in that room. What were you I, thinking? I don't know if it was said on the episode, but it was the reason as to what she meant when she said, I fucked up the leg. She fucked up the leg because she sewed the legs together. Yes, um, I, I did hear that when uh, Miss Why She Black interviewed her. Um, <laughs> so good. <laughs> woof. Um, Juju's going to mock Cheryl by asking what, even Rue could wear that look too. I could tell you a night out in Essex. Now that that I'd love to see a night out in Essex with Rue. Blue notes that Jimbo is the one to beat and thinks her sisters Bag and Cheryl are in a bit of trouble, but at least she's one step closer to the crown. Another one goes down. All right, let's head over to the main stage as we see Miss Rue in a floral frock. Clearly, in honor of their guest judge, we have Michelle Visage, Alan Carr, and special guest Daisy May Cooper. Now, for us Americans who may not be familiar with the hilarious comedian Daisy May Cooper, uh, tell us who she is and why we should watch her show. Honey, you tell me first. <gasps> you don't know? I literally, so like, sometimes when they do these, like, they do bring out these people, sometimes I sit back and I'm like, who the hell is she? she like i've seen her before but i am in no possible way familiar with her work (laughs) um so she is the star with her alongside her brother this country um i watched a little bit of it fucking hilarious it is so dry 
so dry. She did come across with a dry sense of humor, and I was kind of like, I quite like this. I quite like that. If you're going to be mm-hmm. some, like, if you're going to be dry and slightly cutthroat, I like it already. Yeah. Um, and again, I, I, I don't know what it is with me in British chat shows. I keep watching them. She is very funny when she is on. Um, I think it was, uh, yeah. she was on John, Jonathan Ross, and yeah. the story she was telling, I was like, that's allowed We're to good be told at being- on TV. We're, bit, we're good when it comes to being slightly, if it's cutthroat, dry, and a little bit like obscene, and a little bit like, I can't believe you just put this on TV. Very mm-hmm. British. Very British. Yeah. All right. So we have we have Jonathan Ross, Alan Carr, Graham Norton. Who, who's your favorite chat show? Oh, damn. Definitely not Jonathan Ross. Definitely not Jonathan Ross. Sorry. It doesn't. Um, Alan Carr is a Campbell bitch, but his voice can sometimes feel like nails on chalkboard. But right, I do which is why I Ross. would do him for um, Snatch Game. That's what my Snatch Game character would be. I think, yeah, I think Graham Norton. I do love Graham Norton because it's always a really good one to watch. And you know what? He, he, he gets all the celebrities and they just have so much fun. That's the thing that I like the most. When they're all together on the sofa, they're really having a good time. Yeah. Um, now, obviously, we're going to have a lot more uh, guest judges this season. Some of them are very British. Some of them are a little more well-known. Um, mm-hmm. Who who are we missing? Who was who not shown up that we need to see in season four? Like, I'm desperate to see Alison Hammond. She's just fucking funny. I, um, I am very, very desperate for Catherine Tate. Catherine Tate would be great, actually. Put no, her Catherine on as Lauren Cooper. Put her on as Lauren Cooper. I'd love that. Okay, Catherine Tate, I get 100%. Like, I'd roll with that. That would be a classic. Yeah. Yeah, no, I want Catherine Tate. No, that'd be That would fun. be so funny. Get someone from the royal family and I will combust in flames. That... Who would you want? To be honest with you, I'm not even going to lie. If I, if I was in a dream world, because I think it would be the most weird scenario for her in every possible way, I'd love to see Queen Lizzie on it. She'd just be like, That'd be so good. Fun. That'd be so fun. No, they'd probably, they'd probably only get Pippa. Um, oh, that's yeah. probably who they would pull. Um, well, we have 18 looks to go through. Are you ready to discuss them all? Oh, it's my favorite part. <laughs> We are going to discuss the critiques for each one of them as we go through each category. Category one is Kitty Girl. And in honor of the category, we are going to play Pussy Galore or Hairball. Ooh. First up is Pangina Heels. Look by Prapakis Angushaka. I said that very wrong, but it is a Thai designer. Headpiece by Activity One Prop. <laughs> she is serving you fashion and camp, and she is a superstar. She comes out in this ruffle that reveals to the Sphinx cat the velvet was right on and she's got six nips. It's a choice. I hate it, but it's a hilarious moment. Uh, I think wearing the Egyptian-inspired mask was so smart. Whether she knew this was part of a ball or not, it was a good way for diversity and to help her with makeup. Um, It's well put together, styled well, really shows off fashion and whimsy. She says that everyone loves the bald pussy. I do not, just like I hate hairless twinks. They're scary. My life. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you think of Miss Pangina Heels? I absolutely loved it. Every time I see a Sphinx cat, I think it's a shriveled up ball sack, and I absolutely mm-hmm. love to see it. The fact that she did play on the shrivel, 
I was obsessed with it. I thought it was great. Yeah. I thought it was really, really, really fun. I liked that she did the nipples because it added a bit more comedic effect to it. The eyes were, I think the eyes were a little bit, for me, they were just a little bit too big. I loved the overall look, but that was just the one bit where I was like, oh. it was one of those days where I was just like, I want to see what eye makeup you've got underneath because I think this is like, I don't know, I think I would have taken it to a different style. But I Michelle says it was very smart, very well done, just funny. Alan says she has such a clever mind and wants to know what more she's got because it was 100% perfect feline fierceness. Pussy galore for me. It's a pussy galore for me. Audience, 93 pussy galore, 7% hairball. Next up is Janie Jacquet. No designers listed. Um, It's unfortunate she went after Pangina, but that's the breaks, kid. Uh, if Pangina is what you ordered, Janie is what you received. Um, I think it was a unique concept with a very mediocre execution. I think she looks great, but I would have loved to see her push the cat makeup a bit further. Also, if you told me that she had this look in her wardrobe already, I would have believed you. White fabric was draped, but it needed a lot more pizzazz. Overall, fine. Just wanted better. Eh. 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 Yeah. It was very, like... Oh, it just, I know this obviously caused a lot of controversy across Twitter, which was very evident. Um, it is very costumey, not in the best of ways. The white fabric, the hem was off. I just, I wasn't here for it. I agree. I think the makeup could have been pushed so much more. Like, I get, it's a very Cleopatra vibe to it, which is, again, and don't know if I fully vibe with this. It was, yeah. I do like the, I will say, I do like the white flowy fabric. I think it looks very ethereal. I think it looks very lovely. But I think that's the only bit of this outfit that I actually like. <laughs> Alan says she's been on a journey. Michelle says it was her least favorite as if, as if she didn't have the ears on, it would not have had nods to Kitty. I'll give it a very, very safe pussy galore. It wasn't terrible, but it wasn't great. It's a hairball from me. Audience, right in the middle. 51% pussy galore, 49% hairball. Nah. Next up, Cheryl Hole. No designers listed because she hasn't posted this look yet. When are we going to see this look? Fancy boy. And you will see it soon because I've photographed all of it. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I love Marie from the Aristocats. I think this was fun in camp and so smart for Cheryl. It's a very simple cat suit with a fur top and a giant ass bow. Could she have pushed the face a bit further completely? Paint it white and maybe it would have been unique for Cheryl. That being said, it was still cute. I... I have obviously photographed this look. I absolutely love it. It's a beautiful, beautiful fit. So the outfit is made by Fancy Boy and then the hair, I believe, is by Wig Chapel. Um, I wish people were able to see the big bow properly on the runway because the big bow was really, really, really fun. Um, it's such a good like nod to the Aristocats. I just thought it was campus tits. I loved it. Yeah. I thought it was so good. Harry Grande's favorite Disney character is Marie. Ah, come on, Miss Ariana Grande. Michelle says it was Marie from Aristocats, which was cute, but she wanted to see her. Daisy disagrees and says it was very clever and cute. And I agree, pussy galore. I see what you mean. It could, I, I think it was cute, feline friendly. The audience, 67% pussy galore, 33% hairball. Hmm. Next up, Jujubee. I think when Jujubee unpacked and saw this was what she brought for this runway and compared to the others, she probably panicked and was like, oh, fuck. So the cat is represented with the cut of the bust, which are cat heads. 
Like, this is a walk-around look. I don't know what the hell she was thinking. This is that hair that she's worn for years, but it still looks good. It's so fine. Yeah, it's it's fine for a baby queen. This is the international stage. We need more, Mama. I don't know where to begin. What part of this is Kitty Girl? What part? So look, cat heads. I would never have noticed that unless you had just told me that. I didn't even know that. Like, nothing of this is kitty girl. Nothing of this is feline. I mean, they could have at least put in, like, the Ariana Grande, um, like, cat ears. At least be, like, a teeny bopper. I don't know what the hell she was thinking. Did she even bring something for this? When I looked at this, I was like, oh, she forgot to pack an outfit. It was not good. Michelle says it was basic and she hasn't arrived yet. It's hairball. Not boy, no bueno. What's worse than a hairball? Because I'd give it that. Sorry, Miss Juju. Cat puke. Cat puke. Um, audience, 15% pussy galore, 85% hairball. Next up, Jimbo. Hair by Wig Zaddy. Tiger print by Cat Dirty. Cat suit by Jane Richmond. When Rue said this is Jimbo Exotic, you knew that was the moment that Rue cast her on Drag Tots as the Joe Exotic character. If you haven't watched Drag Tots, Jimbo is the character on it. Um, this is fun. And again, we have the six-tit six concept. It's not Jimbo's best, but I appreciate the Velvet Katsu and eagerness to be cast in the next revival of Cats. The hair is something new for Jimbo, for sure. Um, it was cute. I really liked it. I did see Tigger. I did see Tigger when I first looked at this and I was like, why are we doing Willie the Pooh? But mm-hmm. I see the feline, I see the cat. I love the hair. I think the hair looks like a giant what's-it and I'm here for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the tits are quintessential. Quintessential. And I think, if I'm not wrong, they were nipple-pierced, which I was immediately like, yep, that's Jimbo. <laughs> um, I loved it. I love that the boot goes into the outfit seamlessly that cover she knew exactly what she was doing and she did this right yep alan says he loved the tigger i'll give it a pussy galore i'm gonna give it a hundred percent pussy galore the audience 91 percent pussy galore and nine percent hairball next up bag of chips no designers listed because she does not post anything um I will defend this Cheshire cat realness. It's fun and whimsical and not what you would expect from her. Could the makeup have been better? Much better. Um, it's a new shape for her. She's not afraid of the whimsy. She would normally be cast as the Queen of Hearts, but I'm here for this Cheshire cat moment. It is very, very cute. I will say, like, when she walked out on the runaway, I immediately went, oh, oh, this is good. This is, this is very good. But yeah. did she sew it? Of course not. Like, I love, I love, I love, I love the homage to Backpuss. It's cute. Very, very, very cute. Because I think a lot of people were thinking Cheshire Cat, but um, no, she's Backpuss. And it's it's cute. I like it. I think it looks really, really fun. Like, I agree. It's, definite, it's a definite pussy galore for me. I agree. Audience agrees too. 82% pussy galore, 18% hairball. That's the best she's going to do tonight. Um, Next up, Blue Hydrangea. Look by Hoon Atelier. Atelier. Uh, this is fun. I adore the purple on her. I could have used more purple in the face, but again, this is a ball. I understand. She knows how to put a look together that seems fresh and right for her. This was it. 
She says it's futuristic and also claims she's serving bondage, which I don't see, but so glad to know she's kinky. So call me, girl. I, I was like, Glue, you're just admitting everything about yourself in one episode. Oh, I, I absolutely, like, I adore this. The thing with Blue that I'm always so excited for is she takes it just that step further that you don't mm-hmm. see coming. Like, the silver outlining is great. It does add this very sort of, like, just futuristic-esque look to it. Like, and as per always, come on, that fucking face. Yep. So good. She can be for the gods. I could see you wearing this at Halloween next year. Oh, my God. If this is a typical cat, like, for Halloween, sign me the fuck up. I'm here for this. It's a pussy galore. It's wonderful. It is a pussy galore. Audience, 77% pussy galore, 23% hairball. And finally, we have Mo Hart, no designers listed. She is giving you Luna from Sailor Moon, and it is spot on. I don't love the moon because it does look arts and crafts, but I appreciate her inclusion of it. The makeup is incredible. It's a very easy look. It's a bit cosplay, but it makes it fashion as well. When you're, you're so excited. When I tell you, I screamed at the top of my fucking lungs when she walked on that runway and I saw this. I was like, no way she has just done Luna from Sailor Moon. My childhood exploded. I love this in every way. She's done the makeup brilliantly. We will not talk about the fact that Luna actually isn't a black cat. She's more purple toned, but I appreciate that she did get the purple onto the eyeshadow, which I was totally here for. Uh, Michelle loves the idea of a kitty girl, um, and she was the only one that decided to do a black cat. Again, Michelle's wrong. Um, listen, she did Puss in Boots first as a kitty girl. Now she's doing Luna. She loves a cartoon cat. I'm just, she is fighting evil by moonlight and she's winning love by daylight because, ah, uh, it's a pussy galore. It's the biggest pussy galore. Oh, yeah, it's n- 93% pussy galore, 7% hairball. Should be 100%, but yeah. All right, next up, category is Butch Queen. And in honor of this runway, we are going to play Mask for Mask or Sissy That Not. <laughs> I like that. First up, Pan Johnny Heels. Look by Rename Project. Headpiece by Ferragamo. Wellingtons by Tango. We have seen the Vivian do Hunting Queen Elizabeth, but Pangina brought it to the camp. I think the patterns clash in all the right ways. The characterization was impeccable. It was stupid. I love how tacky this is, and it works. She is a drag chameleon. This the way that she described it as like butch means like shooting and hunting and then queen is in queen elizabeth queen elizabeth going hunting i was cackling this is so so funny and just so accurate because this is exactly what liz would look like i want that boot i love this ask her for him i just oh this is brilliant for, some, for someone coming over from Thailand, doing this and hitting the mark so, so strongly. This is mm-hmm. brilliant. Daisy says it was fucking inspired. It was her favorite look of the evening. It's mask for mask. It's, it's queen for queen, mask for mask. Like, I'm here for it. Audience, 79% mask for mask, 21%. Sissy that not. Next up, Janie Jacquet. Look by Dung and Dirk. Come on, Orange of the New Black. 
This is subtly sexy yet overly raunchy. The fit of the jumpsuit is perfect. Vinyl was the right direction. She's completely transformed her face. Those thin brows fit the character. The slick back hair was right on. It is a very smart move for this character category, and it has international appeal. I bet Miss Hart hates those puffy sleeves. She loves the puffy sleeve. It's Everton. Mm-hmm. What'd you think? I like it. I do like the fact that it does give me very prison chic. I do like the little Marshall oranges, the new black. I love the pencil thin brow. I'm here for the pencil thin brow and the fact that she's overdrawn the lip and it's got that harsh outliner. I do like it, mm-hmm. but I hate the boot. I hate Fair. the fluffy rim boot. Not what would you it. put instead of that? I would have. Uh, I get. I would have put like an actual boot, like a mm-hmm. at least like a knee high, like proper like military-esque boot like those dot martins that go high i'd be here for that not the fluffy boots daisy says she loves the dick injection as much as the next girl but she was getting the flutters and could do bitch things for this bitch yeah i can see it i get you i'm here for it mask for mask I will say mask for mask. I will say. Audience, 54% mask for mask, 46% sissy that not. Next up, Cheryl Hole. No designers listed, but it is fancy by... boy. There we go. It's my fancy um, boy. I can't say that this is really butch queen for me simply because the face is so feminine and the idea of female daredevil is just fun. The garment itself is perfect. I love that she went with the flames, though I am sure she'll be hearing from Tina Burner's lawyers soon. Again, smart, unique idea. Wish she went a tad further and pushed herself. All I'm going to say with this one in particular, bitch, wait till you see these photos drops. These are fire. These are so good. Did you literally light her on fire? If only. She wouldn't (laughs) let me. Damn it. No, I I love this outfit. I think this is great. That helmet is not to be worn because it is impossible to wear. Um, It is such a good concept. Like, I really loved this. I thought this was really, like, Really camp idea to it. I like the very big, like, pop art flame of color. I thought it was camp. I loved it. It does give me butch vibes. The audience. Well, I'm going to go mask for mask for it. It's great. 100% mask for mask. What's more mask than go trying? It's true. Audience, 69% mask for mask, 31% to see that not. Jujube, no designers listed. Subtle. That's what it is. I know there are a lot of people who don't like it, but when it comes to leather, this was a great mix of masculine and feminine. The color is what sells it. It's a very masculine top that also happens to be a dress. It's smart. The reveal to the flowers, I didn't need it, but let's be glad it was not Tia Coffee's leather look. Fuck Tia. Um, I like, so I know the concept is very niche and i know the reference is very very niche it's reference to a runway by said designer that has out of my head but i've seen how it was done when they presented it on the runway and i re-watched juju doing the reveal of this and juju did not look as confident and comfortable with it juju showed a little bit of the reveal the runway when it was originally done the full reveal of it and took it off not sure why the theme and trend is purple hair constantly, but it didn't give me butch. I get the message and I love the message and I like the idea behind it, but it just didn't. It gave me like CEO. Mm-hmm. Well, like CEO. 
Yeah. Alan says she looked like she came through the wrong door and was looking for the canteen. He wonders if the real Juju was locked in a cupboard somewhere. Um, I'm going to be kind and give her a mask for a mask because I did understand where she was going. And I'm very kind here. Is this a that new? Audience, 18% mask for mask, 82% sissy that not. I mean, this is not a good week for Juju. No, not at all. All right, next up, Jimbo. Hair by Integration. Jewels by Amps Accessories. Corset by Jenny Mummery. Jacket by Aaron Ward. Handles by Cameron Somerville. Boots by Showgirl Sparkle. That's a lot of designers. That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. Excellent. One of my favorites of the week. Biker Chick is certainly butch, but it's imagination she brings to this look that makes her a winner in my eyes. Having the handlebars come from her boobs was really, really smart and still gave her movement the way that she just, you know, handled them. The silver in the boots was reflected throughout the garment. Will we ever see Jimbo without the breastplate? Probably not. Doesn't matter. Meh. I love this. I think this is such a good take on it this is where it kind of like when i saw this come out as well obviously after cheryl's i love the fact that they both get went with the bike vibes to it as well but this like everything just blends the silver the black the boot is stunning the hair is great like it's got jimbo brings out this high level of like campiness and again really similar to blue takes it just a step further just a step further like, who the hell would have thought of having handlebars on your tits? Right? Well, Daisy says she wants a dildo designed on this look because she knows it will make her squirt. I'll take 12 if it spins. I guarantee you Jimbo is in process of making these. I'm here for it. Hell, I'll, I'll, buy, a, I'll buy a shitload of these. Hold on. <laughs> it's mask for mask. Wonderful. Oh, gosh, this is the most mask for me. 84% mask for mask, 16% sissy that not. Mega chips, no designers listed. It's her hair, right? And it's her body, right? Army is butch, but I would love to have seen her some in something beyond this. She has no shape. Like this felt like last minute Halloween. It did look like a Halloween costume. I was like, this is this is this is a no. Like it was very like 90s action land gone wrong. Yeah. The boot didn't, the boot was confusing for me as well. I was kind of like, this. it just didn't like, I think she had an idea. I think she went in with this G.I. Joe action man concept, which to completely understand. I would have loved it with this sort of look to have done like a muscle suit underneath. Yeah. It, like really push up that campiness to it. But like, eh, it was like 25% there. But this, the, not, the, there's a lot missing. Yeah, it's a sissy that not for me. It's a sissy that not for me. No. Audience, 26% mask for mask, 74% sissy that not. Blue Hydrangea. Look by Free Couture. Hair by Dan Dibby Chapman. Mustache by Kirsty Watts. Jewels by Bling 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 UK. She is so talented. The strong man mixed with all the elements of femininity was brilliant. She's just effortless when it comes to creating something captivating. Love the black and white motif she's got going on. The only thing that I don't love is the pattern of the top and the exposed cincher. I think she could have achieved it in another way, but I know that's a little, the, 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 the pattern was a little more feminine, which is probably why it was added. I disagree. I like, I really like this purely because it's 
it's again the thing that's nice about this is it's because it's again a gender fuckery which is great it's so so nice to see i can get three different outfits from this which is fantastic the lower half could literally be a full dress moment mm-hmm. like this the top part with the cincher could be a shortcut dress and then you do have the little shirt moment going on as well like it was so so camp it's great homage to circus theme to it as well with the pinstripe at the bottom to it yep. and obviously the bearded lady 100 pounds I loved it. It was so good. It was somewhat like Charlie Chaplin esque to it as well. Having the little tattoos, the way that she bent the hundred pa- like the hundred pounds. Yeah. Loved it. Perfect. Absolutely. It's a mask for mask. This was my favorite runway out of all of them for this one. This was a pure mask for mask. Audience, 89% mask for mask, 11% sister that not. And finally, in this category, we have Mo Hart. No designers listed. Word up. It's a new take on the village people, and I think she may have borrowed it from Maddie's closet. <sighs> she balances the masculine with feminine with the way she sparkles with that mesh top underneath the leather. It's the bold red lip that made this look. I don't know why, but it brings so much life to this character. The rhinestone bandana. Brilliant. Ah, this is just so, so clever. I am so obsessed with the hair with this. I love the way this hair looks on her. I think it is so good. This, again, one of the reasons why it's one of my favorites. This is a pure gender fuckery. You've still got the heel. You've still got the red lip. You've got the little mesh sparkle moment to it as well. The emphasis on the crotch, the leather daddy biker vibe. Everything about this was brilliant. And it screams Butch Queen. Screams it. It, it, it was great. It was wonderful. Daisy says it was unbelievable. Michelle says it is so true to the ballroom scene of Butch Queen and gets chills reminding her of her own youth. Rue calls it iconic. Mask for mask. Mask for mask. The definition. Audience 95% mask for mask. 5% is that not. All right. Final category. You wear it well. It is in honor of RuPaul. So in honor of this runway, we are going to play RuPaul's Closet or H&M. He's Joe Black. How's Joe Black doing? Has she gotten a contract with H&M yet? Joe is, ah, well, hopefully. I want to see a Joe Black line in H&M personally. But Mummy's on tour. She's having a great time. Yeah, she's out of Brighton. She's left. She's left Brighton. She's on to bigger and better things. Hopefully next will be next. Amazing. All right, let's start off with Pangina Heels. I love the Parisian silhouette she created. The color is so perfect. The shape of it is Rue. Does the bottom half feel completely unfinished? Yes. Do we know she could have made it a showstopper? Yes. The mug is brilliant. Hate the leggings so much. No, no. No more leggings. I love this look. I think it's great. It is such a nice Parisian vibe to it. I wish she'd come out with the cigarette on a long holder. Loved it. I thought that would have just completed it just a little bit more. The leggings, I think because it's such a dark colour, my eyes just shoot to the legging and I'm like, you're wearing a silver heel with a very dark legging. Mm. If she'd just gone with like a a nude uh, Mm -hmm. colour, I'd have been like, fuck yeah, show the legs off, Pangina. We all know you have them. We all follow you on Twitter. We all have you on Twitter. Oh, yes. (laughs) Listen, Pandren, if you're listening, I would love to take you on a date. Um, I've already asked Sky Casper to pass on that message. Sky Casper is a dear friend of mine who is her U.S. manager. So of course. Just, just, let, let's, let's have a night out. It'll be fun. 
Michelle says the top half of, of it was beautiful, but she wishes there was a bottom half. Rue says she would have something else underneath down below, but what she's done is beautiful. I would put it in RuPaul's closet. I would as well. Audience, 77% RuPaul's closet, 23% H&M. Jenny JK, it's disco realness. I think the cat suit is constructed very well. We have to remind ourselves that this is partially a construction challenge. The cut of the top is Rue with the asymmetry. The purple ruffle puff is Rue. She has hair that Rue would absolutely wear. If the idea is to sell something Rue would want to wear, she achieved that clearly. Is it groundbreaking? Literally not. Do I mind? Not at all. It's a weird category because we're catering to the host. This was her best runway because I completely agree with everything you just said. It's so simple, but it works so well. Mm -hmm. This hugs her body in all of the best ways. This is mm -hmm. constructed so well, and it looks great. This is something she would wear to Studio 54, 64, 54, words. 54. She would wear it. It's great. The purple looks fab. I like the fact that obviously she's got the very sort of like holographic style to begin with, and then the pop of color of having the purple, the hair, everything looked great. Like it's simple. Yes. Is it the most complicated thing? No, but it's as Rue said, sometimes simple is the best. Yeah, I think the only thing I would have loved was something to break up the cat suit, like maybe a belt or a ruffle or something like mm. on the waist. Otherwise, it, it, it could have been a knockout. But Michelle says this is the one that she would choose Rue to wear. Rue says she would totally wear it, calling it cute and simple. And Janie says she loved creating it and got sisterly advice from Monique. I'll give it RuPaul's Closet. I 100% agree. RuPaul's Closet. I think the audience is very upset and bitter by the decisions made by RuPaul. They went 46% RuPaul's Closet, 54% H&M. Yeah, I think we're just annoyed. Okay, Cheryl Hole. This is closer to what Michelle might wear because of the animal print. I think had she styled it in a way that was more appealing, she would have easily been safe. The orange was just so bold and clashed terribly with the animal print. The sash really did just sit there and achieve nothing. I almost wonder what would have happened if she removed it completely. As Rue said, less is more. I think there's just a, like, I love Miguel Chez, but I think there's too much going on. Very it's, ethics. It's very, it is. It looks like she fell in the jumbo bin and got everything on top of it. I think with this, I would have preferred to have seen a dress made with that like zebra print fabric and just yeah. that. Have a very flowy moment because that would have looked gorgeous to it. I think the shoulder was, a, uh, the shoulder I think was just a bit random just to kind of, I, I personally, I would actually just remove the shoulder piece and I think I prefer it mm -hmm. even more yeah. because it's that random pop of color and my eyes just go to that and I'm like, no, because that orange can go with that fabric. Just not that pink. True. Daisy says she has had many friends dressed like this in a Weatherspoon's toilet trying to text her ex, but she still likes it. What is Weatherspoon's? Tell us, Americans. Kill on Spoons. So, uh, Spoons is a horrific corporation in every possible way because they are so horrible to their staff and they do not pay them correctly in any possible way. However, it is a staple, staple for British culture to go out and have prees at Spoons. So, Weatherspoon's is a chain of pubs that... 
literally goes across the entirety of the UK where you can get the cheapest of drinks for it. And it's where you get absolutely shit faced before you go on a night out because the majority of people always get two pitchers for, I think the last time I checked, it was about 15, 20 pounds. It's great. Have you texted your ex um, in a Weatherspoon's uh, bathroom? I have cried over my ex in a Weatherspoon's toilet <laughs> whilst hearing a girl vomit next to me. You Amazing. gotta love the fear. Love it. All right, Michelle says Rue would never wear this or anything like it, so it's a miss for her. Alan says she's competing against the rest of the world, so she needs to fight and bit, put a bit more into it. Rue says she would have been caught in an outfit like this in the 80s when she used to call herself Cupcake. She says it's not up to par. Cheryl says she came into the competition confident but hit a breaking point the day before. Rue tells her that she is fantastic and knows how tough the competition is and tells her that if she doesn't know how to do something, to figure out how to do it and make it work. Cheryl apologizes for disappointing Rue. I was like, that's sad. Don't apologize. You didn't disappoint her. Exactly. I think that was very sad. That was, again, a very sad moment because I think she just got in her head a little bit and it was a case of like, you don't need to be, you don't need to apologize. Everyone makes slip ups. You also had two incredibly strong runaways before this. Rue, it's an H&M. It's an H&M because I could actually see it in H&M. <laughs> The audience, 14% RuPaul's Closet, 86% H&M. All right, next up, Juju B. She knows what Ru would wear, and she knows what Ru likes. The color is there. The styling is there. The body is wrong. It's not good. Does she not own a corset? Where is it? Where did it go? Um, we've probably seen Ru wear this fabric before, but it's just not fitting Juju B right. The proportions are way off. And dare I say, where are her panties? This is 100% an homage to an outfit that Rue has seen and not seen worn because I had definitely seen this fabric on the runway before. Yeah. Like, I got deja vu. As soon as I saw this, I was like, hold on, I got that minute. I have seen this before. I do not get why. One thing I thought this entire runway was, please stop showing your crotch. Right. All I can see is just nude illusion. That was it. It was so much crotch. I think you forget she had it on. So high. Does she not remember she didn't have panties on? Honestly, it was cut so high. Yeah. As the was I last week too. Yeah. Got very confused by the nude like illusion bit in the middle as well. Yeah. Was not sure if this was like a thanks kind of moment to it. Yeah. It was very confusing. It was. Rue. Well, Daisy says she wanted more. Rue says she would wear this dress. So she does say that Michelle is right, that she's not here yet. She has been around the competition for years and they have high expectations. She has not held up her end of those expectations. Juju says, okay, Juju is here and great. Juju will be there very soon. I'm mixed. I'm very confused. I don't know what to do. I will give it a RuPaul's closet because RuPaul says she would wear it. You can't deny what the host says, but it's not great. Nah, because this is this is this isn't even H and M. This is Dunelms. This is home base because it looks like a curtain. The audience, twenty eight percent RuPaul's Closet, seventy two percent H and M. Next up, we got Jimbo. It's a very simple dress with a slit. It's not ground based green drag, but it is quintessential RuPaul. Jimbo has transformed herself into Ru. The hair is perfect. She even lined the dress. Come on, attention to detail. This was a hard category, but I think Ru would fully wear this. Oh, fully agree. The legs slit and everything. The hair, everything was so good with this one. It gave me very, like, early seasons of Drag Race. Like, yes. early season runway. And I was like, yep, 
can 100% see this. As soon as that leg slip was put in, I was like, yep, Rue would wear this. Rue would and, wear and this. everyone on the internet is comparing it to the RuPaul ornament. <sighs> that's, yeah, it's, it's shit. That's accurate. Jesus. It's true. <laughs> Michelle says that this says a cheap RuPaul, and she loves that she went for it. Rue would wear it. I'll give it a RuPaul's closet then. 100% RuPaul's closet. 100%. Audience, 83% RuPaul's Closet, 17% H&M. Bag of chips. What she presented is RuPaul circa season five. The color is Ru, the cut of the dress is Ru, the hair is Ru. If the judging is based solely on what they see on the runway, she is safe. If Ru really wanted to make a big deal about Baga not doing the work herself, she could have. But it's not a terrible presented look. People are just bitter at the result. That being said, I hate the pink under eye because it looks like she has diseased eyes. It's a piece of fabric. Mm -hmm. It's a piece of fabric. She looks like tinfoil. Hey, listen, Rue asked her if she could make a tube dress. She almost, she basically made a tube dress. I don't like a thing about this. I think the jeweling is weird. It's not because I'm better about the results to it. The dress is horrific. I just, I'm not here for it. I don't like the fabric to it. I couldn't see Rue wearing this. It's just, it's just, no. It's very, like, ill-fitting and put together. It's a no for me. It's a no. Sorry, Miss Baca. It's an H&M for me. I'll do it's, that. It's not even H&M. It's discount H&M. The audience, 16% RuPaul's Closet, 84% H&M. Next, we have Blue Hydrangea. I like this. I think the execution is great. I don't necessarily see Rue in it because I'm used to see Rue in a brighter color or metallics. A deep burgundy felt a little off. That being said, as far as asymmetry, it's symmetrical. It's balanced, interestingly. I almost wish she put the train on the puff sleeve side because she kind of felt like she was going to tumble over. Don't love white hair on blue because she is very, 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 very pale. Mm. Um, but again, if we're talking about execution of a constructed garment, it's excellent. It's been put together fantastically. Like she knew exactly what she was doing. It's mm-hmm. weird seeing her in a color like this. Yeah. Never seen her in such a dark color. I'm used to seeing her in a lot brighter. And I see what you mean. Rue would definitely be wearing a much brighter color. But when it comes to the actual like, execution and putting all of this together, top marks. Yep. Top RuPaul's mark. closet for me. RuPaul's closet for me. 100%. 89% RuPaul's closet, 11% HM. And finally, Mo Hart. She is 100% giving you 90s Rue. The ginger hair is something out of the old talk show days. The green is right. The cut of the dress has that peekaboo no one asked for. I think she might have been robbed for this look, but clearly, what do I know? It's not the best construction, but I do see Rue. She put this together with Rue in mind, and I I see that, yes, Rue would 100% wear this. It was just the execution. The hair looks like it, like the pins had almost fallen out. That was the first yeah. thing I thought. I was like, the hair is just not that, not as put together for it. The shaping as well, not so much either. I could have seen it more if the green neony fabric went a little bit higher, maybe to the shoulder itself. Yeah. I don't think it needed that little like lime green part of this torso to it i love the sleeve the sleeve is so quintessential rue but yeah it was a bit i think the concept was there the execution was not yep alan says it's a bit messy the fit doesn't sort of go 
Rue understands that she was trying to do and would totally wear it, but it didn't quite hit the mark. I'll give RuPaul's Closet. I give the concept a RuPaul's Closet. The actual execution, H&M. Audience, very much in the middle as well. 55% RuPaul's Closet, 45% H&M. Well, Rue has decided that Baga and Blue are safe. That leaves Pangina, Janie, Cheryl, Mo, GGB, and Jimbo as the tops and bottoms. Based on critiques, Janie and Jimbo are the top. Pangina and Mo are safe. Juju being Cheryl the Bottoms. Do you agree? No. Not Change it up. What are you doing? Fix it. I honestly thought Pangina and Jimbo were going to win for a second time. Well, actually, no. It, would, it was 100%. So top three for me was Pangina, Blue, and Jimbo. 100% was the top three for me. Like, I could have just seen them all easily getting it. I saw in the bottom, realistically, it was between Juju. It was Juju and Baga. Yeah. yeah. I think Janie was saved because of her last outfit, and I thought it was great. I don't think that Cheryl should have been put into the bottom three, uh, bottom two, because only one of her outfits didn't hit the mark as strong. The other two did. Yeah. Are we to just understand that two weeks in a row, if Baga was in the bottom, she would have gone home two weeks in a row? And I don't mm. think the show wanted that. No. I don't know. I don't think... It's... This episode, I think it would have sent her home, but the, for the first episode, I don't think it would have sent her home. I think this would have been the episode of the it was it's just so fascinating that she's she's she got passes. Yeah. Rue yeah. loves her. She sure does. Janie is so proud of what she created and so happy Mama Rue liked what she was wearing. Cheryl, congrats to the top two. It's a comeback for Janie. And Jimbo was so happy as she said the last ball was her end on Canada's track race. Janie reminds Jimbo it was her second time at the top. Heavy is the head that wears the crown. She wants to win the lip sync, but she doesn't want to send anybody home. Baga asked Juju about Michelle's comments about her not being there yet. And Juju says she can see where they're coming from. There is a good Juju and a bad Juju. She's bad Juju right now, and she deserves to be where she is. Mo decides to question if this is just strategy. So Juju says if she's still there, they'll find out. Why would Monique say that? Why? What's, what's the strategy? Why put yourself at risk? I don't get it. I don't really know why the heck. Like... It's a weird situation. I st- I'm still trying to gather where everyone's kind of thinking in the sense of like the strategy of kind of like where they're going to go with this and who's going to be doing what and how they're going to actually do the judging to it. Because it does seem at the moment that everyone's kind of doing favoritism to it instead. But we're only on episode two, so we can only make some certain assumptions. Well, Cheryl is asked by her bestie Blue about being in the bottom when Baga was safe and made hers with help. Before Cheryl could answer, Baga defends herself that she didn't get a lot of help and she is proud of herself as this is the first dress she ever made. Mo calls her a hot pocket wrapped in pink tinfoil, saying she's the only queen who can corset and still give no silhouette. Thank you, Miss Mo. Tinfoil. It's time to deliberate. Uh, there is fear in the room and someone has a ticket home. Jimbo talks to Cheryl, who says this is Juju's fourth opportunity. She's done really well every time. She thinks on paper Juju should go, and it's her chance to show she's a global superstar. Jimbo's going to ask Cheryl if she were to stumble, would she save her? And Cheryl, Cheryl levels with her and says that she has two wins under her belt. How could she send her home for one little stumble? 
She tells her she is safe in her eyes. Jimbo thinks Cheryl will do anything she can for her to save herself. Do we think Cheryl should have talked about herself more than she did about Juju? I think it was almost implied. I think, yes, she could have spoken a little bit more, but I do understand where she was coming from, where this was a good chance for her to show herself more. And again, it was only episode two. She had barely shown herself fully. But I think she could have spoken a little bit more about herself. Juju and Janie talk, and Juju says she knows what it's like to be in the bottom, but didn't expect to be in the bottom so soon. Rue asked her to come back, and this is a new competition. Janie wants to know why she should keep be kept over Cheryl, and Juju says she didn't struggle as much in the challenge. Janie knows she's a legendary star, but she could help her out in this season later on. Juju says, do you what you want, but to beat the best, you got to be the best. On the safe couch, Blue says Cheryl is her best friend in the entire world, but she lost the challenge. She was the worst. That must have hurt watching that. I think that would have been a bit of like, the thing with Blue is I I felt like it's a case of taking you with a pinch of salt because it does feel like a kick, a kick in the teeth, but I don't think Blue meant it the way that she meant it. Blue then d- does ask how many times you do have to do drag race. So that was a little dig to Juju as well. So she's giving it to everybody. She calls it how it is. She calls mm-hmm. it the facts that everyone thinks. Janie sits with Cheryl, who wants her to break it down as to why her over Juju. Again, she says she did well the first three times, and this is her time back. She hopes Janie can see what she sees in herself. Is this based on she, what she said her chance or based on the challenge? We'll see. Cheryl says that she has Janie's back because she sees her and cares about her. She tells us that she knows something wasn't right sitting across from Janie. She thinks Janie has the confidence and walks away thinking she will be sent home by her. Uh, good inkling, clearly. Uh, but Janie's conversion. Mm-hmm. Janie just does not give you anything. She she she's she's Dutch. She's got like a poker face. She's straight up just like I ain't gonna fucking tell you. Exactly. Jimbo tells Juju that she never thought she'd see Juju being there begging for her life. They are a fan of one another. And they, are, they have shared very special moments together already. Juju tells her that if she survives, she will be a greater version of Juju. And she wants to beat Jimbo at the end or lose to the best if she has to lose. Jimbo knows she's her biggest competition. But Jimbo's going to ask if she has one in the bank with Juju. And Juju's like, you don't even have to ask that. Juju doesn't think Janie will save her. So she's hoping Ju- Jimbo will step it up in her lip sync and doesn't do the hokey pokey. Last week, Jimbo asked advice from a tiny umbrella. This week, she's asking Tiny Sova for advice. She's so cracked. I love it. It was very interesting because Juju is definitely playing offense and defense here. And and Cheryl was very much being like, Juju had been here already. She shouldn't be here anymore. I wish she would have talked more about herself and say why she deserves to be there. I'm still trying to figure out Juju at the moment. Again, it's weird the way that she's kind of been talking. Like, I think both of them were quite like taken back because I know how much this meant to Cheryl. Like, it really it meant a lot to her. Of course, it was an immediate sort of like panic. But I think with Juju, Juju was in 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 a similar situation where she's just like, I didn't expect to be in the bottom of this. What the hell is going on? Especially considering she's got so much to kind of live up for. It's like, ooh. Well, before the girls return, the judges are watching footy. Would you like to explain footy for everybody? British football, but we call it footy to make it a lot easier. It was so accurate the way that Rue was explaining it, being like, so you're just watching some people kick a, kick a ball about? Yes. And yes, it is 90 minutes long. 
It is painful. It's why everyone drinks. Do you have a favorite team? Absolutely not. Have I had to sit and watch many a football game? Yes. Do I proceed to get absolutely drunk? Yes. Now you're you're wearing your Adidas, so obviously you're a sports fan, of course, or you're just a child. Evidently. <laughs> this is me whenever I wear an American football hoodie, and people are like, Oh, you love American football? I'm like, Yes. <laughs> so you're excited for the super you're excited for the Super Bowl this Sunday. Yeah. Absolutely. Mostly for the halftime show, right? My favorite sports. Yes. Many. Okay. Well, the Queen's return, and I said it before, but once again, Jimbo did not change. Did she not bring any lip sync outfits? I I mean, to lip sync in the gown to it, I was like, okay, okay. Now, we've seen on regular seasons, Queens have to lip sync in things they've worn before. They've fallen apart. Why would Jimbo not change? This is also one of the seasons where it's almost encouraged to do a second reveal and be like, let's get into a different outfit. You've got the time exactly. for this. I love Janie's teal. I thought that was so sexy. And you know what? You're going to dance. You're going to wear a dance outfit. And that thing moved. But the song is Supermodel, the L.A. Toya Jam. Why? This remix is terrible. Why do this to this que- these queens? I am going to mentally forget that that song even exists. I wish I didn't know that that existed, and I wish I could forget it already. It was horrific. There was just no way to lip sync to the song. Like, they both looked lost. Um, Janie did serve. Jimbo tried as hard as she could in what she was wearing. Um, Jimbo. No falls. No falls this time. So that's fine. No falls. No falls. Uh, but yeah, Janie's look was perfect for a dance track because it gave her motion every time she twirled. You, your eyes were on her. Yeah. Jimbo's very, Jimbo was quite stiff to it. Like I get that that is a hard song to lip sync to, but also like, damn. When we got to the end of the song, neither queen knew what part to lip sync to. So Jimbo just stopped saying words and Janie just danced. <laughs> and that was the moment you're like, this song sucks. Oh, hell, they started playing it, and I was immediately like, it's awful. I was like, I will only listen to it if I can hear face, 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 I get face, beauty, face. Exactly. Well, Rue decides the winner of the lip sync and the coveted gold Rue Peter badge goes to the Dutch diva, Janie Jacquet. Do you agree? I don't, it's, it, <laughs> it was one of those moments where I was like, did either of them win this? No. Is this a double elimination? (laughs) I mean, neither of them looked confident. No. I don't think even they knew who won. I think it was a big shock for them both. Well, Janie pulls out a lipstick and says that her decision was based on gut and the challenge. She has decided to chop Cheryl whole. Cheryl tells Juju that she better win this time. No badges, Shez, once again. She's never going to get a badge, will she? I'll, again, I'll buy you one. I, I, I want you I want you to have one. Cheryl heads home to Essex. She's devastated, but she wouldn't have done anything differently. She's not just a star. She's a global star. The world better be ready for this hole. So sad. Are you ready for the burning questions? I am. What I is Cheryl's legacy? Being the Essex dancing, delicious woman that she is. She will always be known as Cheryl Hull. Mm-hmm. It's so, it was a re- it was sad. It was so sad. I feel like there was so much more 
to be seen. Like Cheryl made it so far in season one. And it's just, it was just such a good moment for like everyone to just remember. Everyone in the UK knows Cheryl Hull. Everybody knows the name. But it would have been nice to see it more international as well. Yeah. Well, at least she's Adele's new best friend. She is the new best. We all know Adele's a supporter. She's an ally. Now listen, here, here, here's what I'm gonna say. We do all know that Adele did live in Alan Carr's apartment for a while. They are very, very, very close. When is Adele gonna be a guest judge? I'm surprised she hasn't been. That's another one where I'm sitting there being like, why is she not? I mean, who knows? Maybe season four. She's in town. She's I mean, she's not doing her residency in Vegas at the moment. She's resting her vocal cords. She's resting her vocal cords. There it is. All right, next week we have a rusical. Who are we worried about? In a lot of ways, Jimbo. I'm a little bit worried for Jimbo and a rusical. Yeah. And maybe, no. Yeah, I would say, I would say, and Juju. Jimbo and Juju, I would be, oh, good little ring there. Um, I would be worried about those two at the moment because Bagger and obviously Blue can still put a little bit of vocals together coming from Destroyers. And Mo can sing. We all know that. We have no idea what so, Panjana can do. This is true. Panjana's just a bag of like surprises. I love it. She sure is. I I, I, I think maybe Bagger's going to get her redemption next week and we're all going to be so mad, but we're, she's going to deserve it because she can do this. This is her thing. We'll have to wait and see. Also, Jonathan Bailey is fucking beautiful. That's all. Mm-hmm. I can't wait. Say a lot um, of back. I can't wait for season two of Bridgerton. Um, he's so Gorgeous. pretty. Just he's so pretty. Have you ever met him? No, unfortunately not. On the list of cards. Oh, I would love to meet him. Anyway, after two episodes, the winner of the season is. This is hard. Yeah, oh, it's so hard. Obviously, because my angel has gone, it does go towards I it's a tie for me. It's Miss Pangina and Blue for me. I can see either of them taking it. I mean, on paper, Jimbo is definitely in the lead. Oh, um, Jimbo is in the lead for this. But we also have to remember this, it's been a while since we've seen this version of All-Star Rules. Um, the last time this happened, people will remember what um, that evil bitch Naomi Smalls did to Manila Luzon. If someone gets Manila this season, I'm going to be fucking furious. Uh, but just again, I think that's why they changed the rules in the first place, because Manila Luzon should have had a crown on her head. It is true. It is true. The girls are getting their chance again, but we'll see. We'll um see. God, why isn't Manila here? If Juju can get this many fucking tries, I don't get why Manila can't. I want Davina Manila. Oh, that'd be calm. They That's the final two I deserve. <laughs> Maddie, where can we find you on social media? Any, any places to send you money and any projects you want to plug? You can find me on Instagram at Matty underscore Parks with my photography at MTY Parks. Um, projects keep an eye out for Miss Cheryl I have shot a few more of her looks to come soon in the next week 
And as for upcoming projects, we shall see soon this year, shall we? Follow along. Who knows? Always a pleasure having you on. Thank you so much for being here, Angel. Uh, It's always a pleasure. Thank you for having me as always. The biggest thanks to Maddie for coming on. Subscribe on Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Audible, Google Play, Spotify, SoundCloud, or Stitcher, and leave us a review while you're there. And don't forget to visit buymeacoffee.com slash blocktalk to show support for the pod. If you have any questions or comments, drop me a line at theaterthenow.com via our question link. Like, listen, love. Until next time, I'm Michael Block, and that was Block Talk. Mm-hmm.